Welcome to the podcast, Intentional Friends. This is Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom, and you're listening to the podcast for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Happy Mother's Day week. I really am praying for you all this week that God will bring you blessing and bring you encouragement to just help you know that the efforts you're putting out in your life are going to pay off and they're already, they already are. He's at work in your family, even if you're not feeling like it or not seeing it at the moment. He loves your family. He is working on your family. And it is a masterpiece that he designed for each one of you to be a part of that family. Each member is a necessary, a crucial part to make you who you are. And as their mama, you have been really appointed by God for your role in motherhood. Well, we're going to actually start out today's podcast with uh, some listener comments. And this was from a question that I asked in our Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group. The question was regarding the sheltering in place time that all of us have been experiencing. We've been all experiencing some crisis together, right? Now, for some, it's been a serious crisis time, like income or health or loss of a family member may be a part of you guys' picture right now. And for you, I am praying that God would be near you and he would just be giving you a peace that only he can give. For many families, this has just been a unique experience, um, probably concerning and, and you know, some mild interruptions of how life normally looks, but it hasn't been critical life changes like some of you have experienced. So for our listeners on the Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group, I asked the question, are there realizations that you've come to that will have a lasting impact on your family because of the time of sheltering in place? Or what good came to your family from this experience? So I have a helper here who's going to read some of these listener responses for us. I've got Abby. Nice to have you on the show again. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Jema says, we connected more with friends in our lives like never before. It's truly been wonderful. Drusy says, I have enjoyed having more time with my kids during the quarantine. She said, I appreciate you and your ministry. Well, thanks to Drusy for saying some encouraging words to me. I actually really appreciate that. It makes a big difference in my life. You know, I need some of those encouraging things um, as I do this ministry, just as you moms need encouraging words from your family for the ministry that you put out every day with them. And so I am praying that you're going to get some good encouraging words this week. You know, some years I got some good encouragement as a mama on Mother's Day, and some years not so much. It just it kind of varied based on their ages and what was going on in life at the time. So I hope this is a really great Mother's Day for you. But I do want to mention with Drusy's more time with the kids, man, that is precious for all of us to get this extended time with our families like we've never had before. In some ways, I felt like this has been an ongoing Christmas break that I have really loved, more game time and all that good stuff. Now, Abby, what else did some listeners say? 
Catherine commented and said, What a great topic. I have loved hearing about all the interests the individuals and families collectively have had time to pursue recently. Cooking, family walks, reading, gardening, these and more have been a blessing to hear about. I hope the necessity for margins in many areas of our lives and prioritizing the relationships around us will carry over for many folks that normally rush around at a seemingly frantic pace. So, Catherine, I just love your heart and I love the things that you mentioned here. I was thinking we kind of need a list of things that is maybe our list of things that COVID taught us. And I'm sure that it's more than what's going to be mentioned today, but a list of things that has that has really caused many of us to reflect on and evaluate. And so I want to give you that list really quick. Margin. Did you have enough margin in your life before? I did not. (laughs) And so that's an area that I'm going to work on because of that. Nature. Is your family getting more nature time than they got before? And how much healing is involved in that? Bonding. I would guess that most of us have experienced some unique and precious bonding. Partly, people bond from being in crisis together, but also hanging out in a different way. Uh, For us, my college son, my oldest college son that is at home during this, he is usually gone away to college. And when he is home, he often attends a different church from us. And so it's been fun for all of us to attend online the church services with that he normally would be at. And that's been really, really a great time. And then uh, another thing, Abby, you can chime in on this. We have been doing Marco Polo (laughs) as a family and it's been a total blast. (laughs) Blast might not be the right word for it. It gets out of hand sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) There's these voice effects on there. Mom loves the helium voice effect. (laughs) I'm thinking like all of our kids at home, we we get them the Marco Polo app just so we can parent them. Like we could tell them the chores to do in helium voice. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it would just be fun, you know, go clean your room, you know, that kind of thing. Anyway, it's super fun. It sounds fun to me. <laughs> We have really had some fun bonding times with our grown kids on the Marco Polo app over the last few weeks. Okay, another thing on our list would be front porch living. And that's going to be mentioned by a couple of the listeners also. Truly, these yards that we have and these porches that we have that we rarely live in much of the time, Maybe we're supposed to be living in those places, you know? The front porch is especially unique because it's just family and whatever neighbors or community friends drop by. I'm just loving front porch living life. Abby, why don't you read some more listener responses? Okay. Lisa Beth says, we are too busy. I'm going to prioritize and not feel bad for having to reduce our obligations. Jessica says, cooking, dinner together, and sitting down as a family. Too many evening activities before, and this has been nice to just relax and talk to each other about our days without rushing around. Okay, I have a cooking idea for everybody. We did this We did this the other day. Um, some of our family snuck in to visit during this COVID time of staying at home, and I really wanted to be able to play a game with all of them. They were going to play, and... 
I was like, guys, we have, they were going to have to go back home. And so I was like, guys, how about everybody come in the kitchen and I will assign each of you a different part of the meal to make. And you also clean up that part of the meal. So you work in the space that I give you and I've got all of your ingredients out and everything you're going to need for that part of the meal and you clean it up. And so we get to, and we're going to use paper plates to eat on. And so everything will be done when we eat. And it was fun. So we had different stations in the kitchen and two people were on each station and we really had a good time. So I'm like, okay, I've been married almost 30 years. I've been a mom for over 26 years. And this is the first time I've done that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> it was kind of funny because the brother-in-laws, our brother-in-laws were like making salad and baking bread. <laughs> yep. It was a good time. Okay. So what about the next person? Katie Kay says, our family has been blessed by some front yard social distancing visits recently with people. The small visit of fellowship has meant a lot to me and has encouraged my heart. People often stopped to visit my folks on the porch or front yard when I was a kid, and I'm realizing that maybe this was a lost art. I used to think this was just a part of Iowa farming culture. Now I am realizing that we maybe have just gotten too busy as a society. I hope to continue the practice in the future of taking the time to encourage people through short front yard or porch visits. So I'm thinking we need some word for this front porch living thing. So I don't know. Do you have any ideas, Abby? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She's got no ideas. Well, Listeners, I would love for you to make make some suggestions. So get on the Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group and tell me your idea for what we should call this front porch living of of interacting with neighbors, of having people drop by, friends drop by and just visiting on the front porch. So what do you think that needs to be? I don't know, but I know it needs to be a real part of our lives. And I wanted to tell you about a show that I have been enjoying. Now, I watch it on Hulu. I imagine it's, you know, normally on some other station. I don't know. But the name of it is called Hometown. And it's sort of like Fixer Upper, you know, the one with Chip and Joanna Gaines. It's a couple who helps people find a home. They renovate it. And they make sure it has a front porch. See, while they're helping them find a place to live, they walk the clients around town to pick out which home that's for sale that they want. And while they're walking around town, they visit with people along the way. And so they just visit with whoever's working in their front yards or whatever. They're on a mission to create a relational town. And I love that. So they just have made front porches a priority in that. I think that's super cool. So anyway, so far, each episode that I've watched has been totally clean and would be a good family show. I hope that that's true on and on, whatever episodes you see of it. But um, so far, the ones I saw were like that. Okay, we've got one more. Barbara says, we've gotten cut up on spring cleaning, planting flowers and tomatoes, having friends in the front yard, straightening out some of my priorities, caught up on reading, added more artwork in our life, experienced opera, symphonies, and virtually toured museums, relaxed to a rejuvenating schedule, enjoyed my Bible time more, and addressed issues that needed time and my presence to deal with. Oh, Katie really cut to the chase there. I love that, that I said, Katie, it's Barbara, sorry, Barbara really cut to the chase there that 
that some issues in our life need time and our presence. They need our attention. And we're so busy. We're so pressed to um, say yes to this activity and that activity and be in charge of this and be sure you help with that and all of these things that pretty soon the things that we care about most, our priorities, get pushed aside or given so much, so little time that we don't really get to do what we want to with them and, and give them the attention that they need. So thanks, Barbara, for bringing that to our attention. And I wanted to close out this segment by telling you about my friend Katie Walkies, which I've mentioned before. Uh, she is a YouTuber. She's got a vlog and she just shares some great things on there. She's got a couple of, um, of episodes that are really good lately. One of them is on this specific issue that we've been talking about, finding the good in COVID-19. And so I'll put a link to that. I'll also put a link to her uh, video on the different games that you can do online with your family. So hopefully you will find some of those beneficial. And her YouTube channel is called Life in the Mundane. So I want to talk to you for a few minutes about Mother's Day, and then I have a really special closing for you about, it's related to the whole pandemic experience uh, that we all went through of sheltering in place and being home, and hopefully it's an opportunity to reflect on your life and your priorities and your margin and your perspective. So anyway, I'm just excited about the closing that I feel like God really laid on my heart for today. But first, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about Mother's Day. You know, mothers are awesome, are we not? (laughs) We work hard, and we love deeply, and we give just endlessly. And then Mother's Day gets very hyped up, you know? It is... um expected that all of these great things will happen. And you know, I really feel like I spent a lot of years expecting a lot of great things to happen that didn't usually happen that great. They didn't happen as great as all of the commercials. And so then I would get feel down or feel um, like I was gypped, you know, and I think that that's just the enemy trying to discourage us. Uh, I don't think it's really what is best for us to get our expectations up like that. Um, Anyway, so I just want to reflect for a few minutes on Mother's Day. You know, in the younger years, when my kids were little, I kind of would call them, I would, if I had to define them, I would say they are the weary, blissful years of newness. You're so tired. You don't, you aren't getting any sleep and you're stressing over every little bitty thing. Like, should I let them cry in their crib or not let them cry? And, and what does that cry mean? Does that cry mean they're hungry or are they hurting in some way? Or do they just need to let off some steam? You know, what's everything is stressful, but it's it's also blissful. You are experiencing motherhood for the first time, and it's really pretty glorious. And then comes the years of what I would call small harvest and the mistaking years. And by small harvest, I mean 
now you've invested some years in these kids and you're starting to receive something back from them. They're saying, I love you, mommy. They're giving you hugs. They don't like seeing you walk out the door. They want to be with you all the time. That is some harvest right there. That is showing how much you've poured into them is just filling them up and they are loving you back. And so that is definitely harvest time. But at the same time, all of your efforts are pretty much going unnoticed and unappreciated. So at the, it's it's small harvest <laughs> and and you you are reaping some appreciation, but not too much. And also during those years, I call them the mistaking years. I made a lot of mistakes during these years of of trying to figure out how to parent this child when I could see character wasn't doing great in one of them, maybe some real significant character flaws. And I knew it was my job to address them. But I was just experimenting. Also, I was trying out, does this work? Does that work? How do I get through to this kid? And in that process, I think we make a lot of mistakes. So it's kind of the mistaking years. And then the next years after that, let's call them the flying from the nest years. These years are characterized by kids who are growing up, moving out, getting married. For a mama, these are years of tears because adjustments are difficult for moms, but also years of exciting new beginnings. We love seeing our kids grow up and pursue their passions, but since they were our passion, we feel a little lost without them to nurture and to guide. Now, I'm the mom in the middle of the triple decker years. I've got kids that still live at home. I've got grown kids who have kids. I have parents who are still living. The The great thing about the triple decker years is that it is full of harvest time. I mean, big harvest. It's the years of plenty for this triple decker generation mama. My older children are loving life. They're seeing their passions unfold. I'm becoming close friends with my grown kids, which is totally a sublime experience for me. I'm old enough to not fret about the little things that come up with my not yet grown kids because God has proven himself faithful time after time. I've gotten to experience grandmotherhood, which is awesome, of course. And so, yeah, the years of the triple decker generation are years of great harvest for sure. The reality is that I wasted too many Mother's Day holidays on expectations of it being something amazing. But now that I'm in the triple decker years of life, I finally see that it wasn't supposed to be about my high expectations and not about the dream pampering day that never came. It's supposed to be about celebrating the title of mother, celebrating the miracle of life that each of my children are, celebrating the bond that we are developing, my my soul bonding with their precious soul, the souls that have been entrusted to us by our creator who designed our masterpiece family. I was so focused on me that I missed the celebration 
Now, I can be grateful for all of those things, no matter who can join me on the day of Mother's Day, or what they give me, or what they say, what the card says, or whether they gave me a card. I'm learning in these triple-decker years that I don't want to waste the best years. The best years are the years we've got right now, just the way they are, with all of their uniqueness, their craziness, unexpectedness, accomplishments, weariness, failures, small harvest, large harvest, multi-generations. Don't miss your best years lamenting about what wasn't. Savor today. Take heart snapshots of these moments and let them shape your perspective on what really matters. What's worth fretting over? What's worth arguing over? What's worth lamenting over? And what we should commemorate on each day that God graciously gives to us. So I hope you do have a very special Mother's Day, my mom friends. There are some things I usually tell you at the end of our podcast, and I'm going to tell you them now because I really want to end today's podcast with what I'm about to share. But first, I just want you to know, um, if you have not subscribed for a podcast, go to practicallyspeakingmom.com and scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll just see subscribe. And all you got to do is enter your email address and that's it. It just takes a few seconds. And what you'll get is every Monday, you will get an email from me that contains a blog post and the uh, within the blog post at the top of it is this week's podcast. If you want to stay connected with me and not miss any podcasts, that's the way to do that. I certainly want to stay connected with you, which you can also connect with me in the Intentional Mom Strong Family Facebook group. And so that's a daily place where we discuss all kinds of issues related to whatever topics we're talking about on the podcast and other ones too. It's basically takes the six areas of an intentional mom's life and we try to spend a little bit of time in each of those six areas throughout the days. And speaking of the blog post that comes each week, what you're about to hear will be this week's blog post. So if you want a written version of this, the year the world paused and families familyed is the name of it. If you want a written version of this, then all you need to do is look in my blog post on my website, practicallyspeakingmom.com. Now, if you already subscribe to the podcast, then this week's email is uh, within it is a blog post called the year the world paused and families familyed. And that is the written words of what I'm about ready to share with you. This is just something that God laid on my heart. I mean, I don't know about you. If you are a creative soul, then you maybe experience this too, that sometimes God gives me something and it just literally, it kind of makes my whole body ache a little. And I mean, it's just a really deep soul thing for me with some of the things that he gives me. And this is one of them. And so I share this with you. Life was flying by at maximum speed. Parents, often working and worrying, missed out on discovering the deep hearts of their children. Some siblings knew their peers, but not each other. And often, artificial masks were worn to reduce vulnerability and hide true selves. Date books and calendars and schedules were the driving force of pressure, fitting in more and more and more until time was bursting at the seams. 
Most people rode a vast merry-go-round of life, bobbing up and down while the music played, scurrying everywhere and nowhere all at once. Most were consumed with excelling at everything from education to sports to career to appearances, seeking accolades of all kinds, while also consumed with entertaining themselves at theaters and stadiums and restaurants and amusement parks. And so, performers performed and consumers consumed on the great merry-go-round, speeding quickly everywhere and nowhere all at once. Many people could fit no more into their busy lives. Then suddenly a great pause button was pushed and everything shut down. The merry-go-round of life stopped turning. Performers stopped performing and consumers stopped consuming. Everyone got down off the merry-go-round and walked to their homes. They looked at their family members, some wearing masks of illusion, and said, I barely know you. How will I spend time with you? For the first time in a very long time, or ever, People looked at their homes and yards and families and asked, Shall we use the kitchen for cooking? Shall we use the table for eating and table gaming? Shall we use the living room for living with one another? Shall we read the books that sit on our shelves? Shall we use the yard for playing and planting and growing? And before our very eyes, because the world pushed the pause button, families came back to life for the first time in a long time or the first time in forever. In the homes, books were opened, games were enjoyed, dances were danced and playing was played, family chatting turned into family bonding, and bonding turned into joy together. And families began familying for the first time in a very long time, or the first time in forever. The masks of illusion that used to be on faces were placed in laps, for their family had become their friends. And the people only wore masks in public, and they were real masks. Many parents began discovering the deep, beautiful, complex hearts of their children, and all reflected on their own hearts before their Creator, as they considered the meaning of life, the meaning of their days, and the meaning of their souls. Now the question is, When the pause button is pushed once again, and the world begins spinning once more, when people walk back to the world and look up at that giant merry-go-round, how will the people ride? Will they ride the way they always did? Will it be never-ending and ever-speeding up again? Or will people make an effort to ride slower, and even step off more frequently, to walk back into their homes to see their most precious of all their friends? sit at the tables to eat and play games, live in the living rooms to talk and to read and to review each other's hearts? Will they step into their yards to plant and play, to grow and bond and continue familying? Will they remember their creator? Will they remember the meaning of life? Will they remember their souls? Or will we waste the pause?'